how powerful are you? Well, how powerful am I? How powerful are we as human beings? That's a question that I'm striving to understand or even be able to comprehend the answer to because my journey over the past couple of years, a couple of years ago, I thought that I was only powerful enough to work a nine to five for the rest of my life. I thought that's all I was good for. I thought that I'd have a miserable life. And then slowly but surely I read books, started doing more things, changed my habits. I did a lot. And now I'm even questioning, like, is this, am I even as powerful as I am? Like, am I actually taking full advantage of my power? No, I don't think so. Because lately I declared that the next phase of my life is focusing on my spirituality. And so far it's only been a few days since I declared it on the podcast. There was an episode, a couple episodes back, I think it was 85 maybe. And I said, my, the new next phase, spirituality, that was the title of the episode. And it's only been a few days, so I haven't really made much progress because it's only been a few days, but I've been reading a lot and the seven books that I'm reading right now are in my morning studies and they are journeys out of the body, which is a book about out-of-body experiences, and it's Robert Monroe's book, first book. And Robert Monroe created the Monroe Institute, which created the Hemi-Sync, which is the gateway experience. It's a meditation technique that allows you to get into deep levels of meditation in an extremely quick um, in an extremely small amount of time compared to otherwise. There was a Buddhist monk who is 93 years old who tried out the gateway experience and he said that people are able to achieve in a week with the gateway experience what he was unable to achieve in years of sitting. So that puts it into scale or into context. So this gateway experience is something that I've been really diving into because I know that that will be the meditation will be the like bridge to me understanding how powerful I am and how just how much more I am than just my physical body, how much more I am in general, how much more we are it'll help me understand like the reality of the real nature of this reality and even what is reality. It'll help me understand all of this stuff and I'll be able to see it with my own eyes and experience it. And so I started the gateway experience one month ago with the entire month dedicated to just getting to focus 10, which is the first state of like the first state that the uh, gateway experience focuses on and it's mind awake body asleep and then now just recently a few days ago I just started getting into focus 12 and I have not it's it's the state of expanded awareness and I I believe I have achieved focus 12 and except I'm not I don't have the skills to perceive it yeah i don't have the like i don't have the my the perceptual abilities developed yet and let me explain because also another thing that i've been doing alongside the gateway experience is reading a lot about it and studying it and so i i printed out a bunch of documents because i don't like reading stuff on my computer if i don't have to so I printed out a bunch of documents ranging from declassified CIA documents that are like 30 to 40 pages long all the way up into like down to like one like three page documents all the way up to a 150 page 
booklet basically called the seven resident colors. So I, I read all of the documents except for one, which is the seven resident colors, which I started reading yesterday. And let me tell you, this is probably the best, the most, this is probably going to be the best document that I read out of all of them and the most helpful, the most in depth, the like just the best for my understanding and learning where to go on from here and how to like how to actually go about this journey my spiritual journey and my journey through meditations i'm still unsure really what spirituality is i know like the textbook definition it's like you know that there's more there's more than you like there's more out there than you or there's like a greater power than you but I, I'm not really sure like I don't really I, I'm not sure because I'm at the beginning of my journey for spirituality and so I'm really just meditating and just practicing and so I want to talk about how I was unable to I'm still unable to perceive things in focus 12 and I realized why it's because in the seven resonant colors, they, the, uh, the person who was writing it said that when you first enter a new focus level, which you have not entered before, or that you're not really prepared or not necessarily prepared, but it's just brand new to you. And it's kind of out of your ability level then you actually perceive like just darkness or you may perceive like just a black void because though you are in focus 12 or whatever focus level you're in, you are in it, but you're just, you just haven't developed the abilities to perceive this new level. And so the, like you developing these abilities just comes with practice. The person who wrote the book said just constantly, like multiple times going back into that focus level and just getting more and more experience in it. Then over time, you'll develop those per, like per, those perceptions or the abilities, like senses basically. Because right now in physical, waking physical reality, focus one, we our bodies have like developed these perceptions. And so Okay, my shoulder looks really weird. It's like looks low. Uh, it doesn't matter, but we developed these perceptions in Wait, what am I even saying? All right, so in normal focus 1, waking reality, when we're in our physical bodies, we can feel things. We have our senses. We we can see things through our eyes. We can hear things through our ears. We can feel things through our skin, like the touch, like all of this. We can smell things through our nose, like taste things through our mouth. Like we have all of these senses and they're, they're like, these senses are basically we perceive like it. you're hearing my words my okay let me how how do i go about explaining this you so i'm speaking these words through a speaker in your phone or earbuds or whatever and then it gets that speaker plays a vibration and then that vibration gets picked up by your ear and then your ear sends a signal to your brain and then your brain basically tells you like what's going on, like what this noise is. And then it analyzes and interprets it from there. So that process of it going through your ear to become a sound is through our physical body. And so that works on focus one. But my 
understanding of things so far is that once you get further and further down the focus levels, like once you get to focus 12, 15, 21, then that's when you start to, then that's when you need to develop these new senses or these new abilities through your second body. Essentially, you need, you have to develop and learn how to feel these feelings, hear these sounds, see these things through a second body. So you're not going to be able to do it through the conventional way of using your physical ears or your physical eyes. You basically have to, you have to learn how to use your, your non-physical eyes or your non-physical ears. So it's kind of, it's kind of a strange concept to wrap your head around, but basically since I'm just beginning focus 12, like the first time where I start to perceive things, I'm pretty sure that's the first focus level where you start to perceive things. You, I have to start developing a, like I have to start creating a new ear and creating a new eyeballs and all this stuff. That's why slowly but surely I'm able to get better and better at visualization. Like over these past four days maybe of since I started focus 12 my visualization has definitely gotten better it's not like fully there yet but like I, I still see black and white but it will it is getting better over time and it's similar to my focus 10 journey in the beginning I was not even able to like put my anything to sleep but slowly but surely I was able to put my hand to sleep or not, not even my hand. I was able to put like my pinky to sleep. I remember when I first like was able to do that. I was so excited. I think I was talking about it on the podcast. I was so excited because I was able to put my pinky to sleep. That was like such a big deal to me. And then I was able to put my hand to sleep and then slowly I was able to put different parts of my body to sleep. And then now I'm able to put everything to sleep. And so I feel like it'll, but it took like a whole month of practice to be able to learn these skills because it's a skill. Like you're not going to be able to juggle a soccer ball right away. You have to practice. It'll take a month or a year. It, uh, it, like you just have to be at, consistent in practice. And so I feel like that's going to be a similar situation with focus 12 and maybe even focus 15 and 21 and everything onwards. I just have to practice and keep at it which I plan on doing because right now I meditate three times a day and I don't see myself dropping three times a day. I, if anything, I, I see myself increasing to more, but we'll see. And I want to talk about more about the seven resonant colors because I read so the way that booklet is structured is it goes through and tells, basically it describes all of the different colors. So there are seven different colors. It goes blue, red, yellow, rose, green, purple, and white. And then there's 49 different focus levels and they're all like divided amongst those seven colors. So Basically, focus one, what we're all at right now, I believe under my, actually, I believe we're at focus one, but we're operating under focus two, if I kind of understand things correctly, because let me explain. Focus one is blue, and blue is all about objective reality. It's exactly how reality is. And then focus two is red. And red is all about your interpretation of reality, your perception of things, like your analysis, what your reaction, like how, whether it's good or bad or all this stuff. That's focus two. That's like your analytical mind. So which is why I think that we're operating under focus two under my current understanding of things. And I've just started reading this book booklet today or yesterday because I unless you are like enlightened or you have meditated for many years, you're operating under focus two is what I understand of because 
we are we have a tendency to interpret events and place labels on events and there was one thing that i read in the seven resident colors book where the author said you unless you've been meditating for years you won't be able to like experience the blue state during waking i something like that or at least you'll experience it just for a moment or you won't unless you've been meditating for years you won't be able to experience it for a prolonged period of time because usually it's just a flash it's an instant just a moment and so the way the focus levels work are blue is focus one red is two yellow is three rose is four green is five purple is six and then white is focus zero as well as seven so i don't know what focus zero is or how to achieve it but that's white but then it goes back up so blue is focus eight as well and then it goes all the way down the line again red is nine yeah yellow is 10 and i won't list all of them but essentially blue is focus 1 8 15 22 29 36 and 43 and then it basically just it goes down the line and wraps along all of them and so you can actually i actually memorize like this whole graph it doesn't take too long to memorize you basically write out like you write out blue red yellow rose green purple white all vertically on stacked on top of each other and then to the right of it you start writing the numbers so in the blue section you write one and then you go down to red where you write two and then so on so forth and then on the white section you write zero and then you go to the next you go seven so if you're watching this on youtube you can see like the video of me showing this but and then you go back up to eight blue and then you just go down and so these are all the different focus levels and they're all intertwined. Like, all right, so they're all intertwined and they're like connected. So you're not like just, you're usually not just in one focus level at a time, which kind of makes sense because we're, since we mostly operate under red, I'm, I'm pretty sure. We might also be on yellow or green because they were saying the way they were speaking was you can be in blue, red, like you can have different f like focus levels during waking reality. So you can experience like purple and green and all those colors. And they're like all the different colors mean different things. So the blue, like I said, means like objective physical reality. And then red is your interpretation. Yellow is like the difference between the objective reality and your interpretation. And you, you're you in yellow when you're trying to like, like minimize the difference or analyze the difference. I don't know fully for sure. And then rose, I don't really remember what rose was. It might be like gratitude or thank, thankfulness. I know that green is, they said that green like most self-help books and get rich quick books are framed in the green focus level. Like they're framed in green color. And it's because green is all about like your abilities. Like right now I'm probably in green because they, they said that when you're like teaching or you're in your work, like your work is mostly done in the green stage and then purple i forgot what purple was but white is basically like wait purple might be you're able to see like the next step like you're able to see the next phase or the next like what's what's possible in the future so in purple you might be able to see the next focus level that's possible and then white is all about, uh, what is it? It's like, it's, it's all encompassing. And I think it's like, you have this new perception of reality. I don't know. I know that focus 21 is like 
the big number, like the probably the coolest of, I don't even know. I don't know much about Focus 21, but it's in the white stage. And then I also want to talk about this one thing that I saw. I was like, I didn't, I'm only on like page 24 of the seven resonant colors booklet out of 150. I think it's around 150, but I'm only on page 24, but I wanted to like skip around and see like what was like, what was to come in the booklet. And so one of the things that I read was there was a chapter called the community and it's basically like a community of individuals who have like clairvoyance, like extra. It's basically the community of individuals who have developed skills that are, oh, excuse me. I got to get some, some water. I have hiccups. Sorry, I started eating carrots because my friend told me that it'll help with my visualization. Carrots and apple cider vinegar. So I I just started doing it because he is doing a lot. He's reading a lot of stuff on science and he's like on forums all day long. So I just listen and trying it out. But what what I was saying was the community. It's basically just all of the individuals who have these extra sensory abilities or abilities that are considered like supernatural in today's uh, common society. So like telekinesis, I think, clairvoyance, ESP. I don't know what ESP is, but they listed that. And then someone who's able to do out-of-body experiences and so there's okay this is really interesting because i just read this right before meditating right before this episode and in it there was a quote taken from bob monroe's journey or not journey, uh, the ultimate journey. I'm pretty sure it was called one of his books. There was a quote taken out from it and Bob, uh, Rob, Bob Monroe basically said that his hypothesis is he basically went on to say how he asked how many people can induce out of body experiences like consistently at will. And then he was like one in a thousand, one in ten thousand, one in a hundred thousand, one in a million. And then he he said, for argument's sake, let's just say one in a million people can like do out of body experiences consistently and at will. So then that means there's like thirty five hundred. I think he said thirty five hundred. There's let let's just not worry about the numbers, but. He said that means there's 3,500 individuals in the world that are able to consistently do out-of-body experiences. And they may be meeting up, like they may be congregating. And he said that people that are advanced have a tendency to like search for less experienced individuals and recruit them for training and so all of these maybe all these people know of each other already and they're already met up and then he said that maybe they have like a school system where it takes place at focus 27 and the minimum requirement to get into the school system is to achieve focus 27 And then maybe you'll be able to get recruited for training. And so, and then he went on to say that these individuals will be extremely powerful if they are like united and they're all congregated together. And maybe they could, maybe they'll even be able to control our destinies. 
or control our reality. So that really made me think because I'm just trying to get to focus 12. Like that's my only goal. And then I kind of was like, oh, but that's the real goal. Focus 27 and join this group. Like that's the real goal. So then I was thinking, it kind of reminded me of this story I heard in Expert Secrets by Russell Brunson, where Russell Brunson was, his goal, this is a business book. So his goal was to make a $1,000, like $1,000 a month. That was his goal. That's all he wanted to do. And he was trying and trying and trying, unsuccessful. And then he got an email from this one guy who runs a business and he created a course called Traffic Secrets. And so he sold this course for, I don't know how much, but he basically launched it. And then 18 hours he launched it, 18 hours after he launched it. So still on the day of the launch, he sent an email to his entire list, which Russell Brunson was on the email list. And he sent this email and said, we did it. And then he basically went on to say that they made $1 million in one day from selling that course. Like they had the first $1 million day, which was insane because that's a first in the industry. That's an industry first. He That guy was the first in the in his entire industry to make $1 million a day. And so when Russell Brunson was explaining this story, he related it back to the one, the four minute mile when no one could break the four minute mile until one person did. And then once that one person did, like everyone thought that it was impossible until that one person did it. And then like soon after it was quickly broken because now everyone thought it was possible. So going back to Russell's story, once he got that email, he instantly knew like, oh my gosh, wow, this is actually possible. And then he instantly realized like, oh, he needs a, he needs a bigger goal. Like one, he's going for $1,000 a month when this guy is getting $1 million a day. So he instantly upped his goal to something seemingly impossible, which was $1 million a year. And soon after, like a few years after he made it, he got it. Like he got $1 million a year. And then soon he got a million dollars a month and then eventually a million dollars a week and then a million dollars a day. And I tell you this because I had a similar situation just now earlier today where my goal was focus 12 objectively easy to get considering the fact that I've only been practicing one month and I'm able to achieve it although I'm not able to experience it as much as I hope to experience it or as much as I'll be able to experience it in the future I still have achieved it so I'm just trying to get focus 12 when what I should be trying, what my goal should be to get into that, like, I'm just going to call it a college, a university. I want to get into that school that takes place on the focus 27 level. Like, I don't even know how to comprehend it. Like, imagine getting into a meditation so deep, you go like down to focus 27, when the deepest I've ever been is focus 12. And that's still like deep for me. You get down to focus 27 and then you are basically like talking to other people. And like, that is insane to me to think about. So that's like my impossible goal that I need to, to set for myself. And that also reminds me of a book that I just recently read. 10 X is easier than two X. You shouldn't create smart goals. Like you shouldn't create small incremental, easy goals. Like for me, focus 12 was my smart goal. He said that you need to achieve or you need to set impossible goals, like literally goals that you have to radically change everything you're doing to be able to achieve. And I, I actually did do that with my current goal, which is to move to Hawaii and make at least $10 million a year. 
and have a yacht and have my own private beach that no one else has access to except for me and also have my own house on the beach so that's my impossible goal and by the way this beach is a surfing beach so I can surf right outside of my house that's my impossible goal and so I I started doing that because I have to change like I have to radically shift my everything that I'm doing because everything that got me here will not get me there so I have to radically shift everything to be able to achieve that goal so that's uh, now my impossible goal for meditation is focus 27 so I can achieve this get into this school and get guidance and have people train me like imagine that get into a deep meditation where you're actually in a in reality but it's like a different expanded version of reality that only the most elite highest awareness individuals in the world only 3500 people in the world have access to like no one can even like you can't even get there unless you're so focused, so deep into meditation. Like imagine that. And then much less that, but you're in like this new reality or this new world. Focus 27 is, what is Focus 27? Focus 27 is the purple. It's the purple color. So that means that in that state, I'll probably be seeing like the possibilities. So I'll be in this like environment with all of these people and people will be able to like teach me like energy energetic entities like different entities like there's so much stuff that really excites me in this set in the the gateway experience spirituality all this stuff all my books that i'm reading as well as the seven resident colors because i want to talk about i like i was reading it i was reading the books and i was telling my friend about it. i was like I started the books and I don't understand a single thing they're saying. And then he was like, that's good. And I was like, yeah. And I'm talking about my friend Franklin, who is the same person who was reading all of those studies and on forums for many hours a day. And so I, I was, I, after that I said like, but this, this stuff really excites me. I'm extremely like intrigued by this stuff. And he said, yeah, I'm uh, the same thing here with these studies. Like, I don't understand any of it, but it intrigues me a lot. Because we're both, like, discovering, like, the realities and the truth. Like, he's discovering that he, like, everyone learns, like, society teaches us certain things about medical, physical health, like, what foods we should eat what supplements we should take like society teaches us basic things but he's like discovering all of these radical shifts radical truths and so he's like extremely intrigued by that and then i'm also discovering like all these radical extremely different things in reality itself so we're both going down these paths of destroying all these false beliefs that society has like imbued into us which is awesome. And I'm like, I'm just starting. I'm just beginning. This, this whole episode is supposed to be about spirituality. So yesterday, if you listened to the end of yesterday's episode, which I applaud you for if you did, because that was probably a terrible episode. In that episode, I basically realized that I had to actually change my schedule, like for real, because I need to have rest days from podcasting. And so I mapped out a schedule and my schedule is based on my gym routine. So I go to the gym three days on, two days off. And so I basically wrote out like three lines or five like horizontal lines right next to each other and then I put three x's on the first three signifying the three gym days and then no x's on the last two signifying a rest day from the gym and then I kind of just like experimented with different numbers signifying how many episodes I would record and I know that on 
I'm assuming that every single day is a school day, even though I have weekends, but just to be safe, because my, since my gym routine is a five day schedule instead of a seven day schedule, every single day is a different day, whether I'm at the gym or not. So I assumed that every single day is a school day. And with that said, on school days, when I don't go to the gym, I can at most record two episodes. So I basically put a two on both of the rest days from gym. And then I'm actually writing this out so I can show you guys on YouTube. And then on, I realized that this is a five-day schedule and I only have four episodes recorded. So that won't work. So I need to add one more. So on the last gym day, I have one episode. So then I also need to start scripting out my episodes. And so what I did is on my, on what's it called? My first two gym days are the days that I script out the episodes. So I have to script out three and then two so pretty much on the first gym day I've got okay I'm gonna do day one which is leg and then pull push so the first gym day I've got two episodes that I script out that's all I do the entire gym day or the entire day I just have to script out two episodes and I'm trying to put this up for you. Yeah, there we go. It's right here, right here. So the first gym day is leg day. I come home and script out two episodes. And then the next day I is pull day at the gym and I script out three episodes. And then the next day after that is push day and I record one episode. And then the next day I is my rest day and I record two episodes. And then the same with the next day, two episodes as well. And this is basically a five-day routine. Two, I just, in these first two days, which are gym days, are basically my rest days because all I'm doing is scripting out five or two episodes the first day and then three episodes the second day, which probably won't take too long. And so I'll be able to read a lot more. Because that's a big thing. I'm only able to read one hour a day on most days. Because actually in my journal, I was stressing out like last night and the night before. Because for the past like a few months, literally since school started, for the past two months. Yeah, it's been two months since school started. Probably to this day. Yeah. Two months tomorrow. Two months ago, school started for me, senior year, and for the past two months, I've been go, 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 nonstop, literally no time for rest because on my school days, I have no rest, especially on days where I go to the gym because I go to school. Okay, so I wake up, do my morning routine, and then I go to school, and then I go to the gym, and then I come home, eat, and then I meditate, record, And then I do my nighttime routine and then go to bed. Like I literally have no time just to sit. When over summer I had hours to go to the park, to sit, record. Like I was able to record, do my nighttime routine. But I was also able to go to the park for like four hours or five hours and just enjoy the day. Just be like exist, be a human being and not a human doing, which is one quote that I heard a while ago, which stuck to me. People have become human doings instead of human beings. Like people are always doing and not never being anymore. And that's what I lost. That's a big thing that I lost the being part of humanity of the human experience. I lost that part when school started. And so like it just started to catch up with me yesterday like especially last night because I'm just I like literally wrote in my journal like I'm stressing out right now because I don't have any time to for myself like I don't have any rest I'm just always going going I'm just constantly going I can't like my original plan was just to wait until which I there's 60 
69 days until I graduate. I graduate on December 22nd or no, December 21st is the last day of my school, of the school that I have to go to. And I say graduate because I'm graduating in May. So in like many months, in like seven months, but I'm done with school. Like I don't, I'm fulfilled all of my indentured time in 69 days. And so I was, my original plan was just to wait until in seven, 69 days until I'm free and I'll have all my time back, but I'm not going to be able to do this all again because it's been like around 70 days since I got into school. So I'm basically halfway through, I am halfway through the, the semester. So I'm halfway through my senior year. But I I can't do this again. Like I can't maintain this schedule again. And so I like even especially if I want to improve my quality. And one of my goals is to have every single episode better than the last. So I don't want to have any terrible trash episodes like yesterday's was. Like I don't ever want to have a bad episode again. And so what I have to do is make radical changes and change my schedule. And this is one way to do it, which even like admittedly, this schedule is still a lot of doing like on my, on those two rest days, I am, I have no rest even on, okay. The three days that I record, absolutely no rest. I'm constantly doing stuff, but on those two like gym days where I'm not resting, or where I am resting my two rest days where I create those scripts, I do get like, I, I I will get some rest, but it's not that much. And that's only two thirds or two fifths of my day or of my week or my life, two fifths of my life over the next 70 days, I'm going to have rested, like are going to have days that I'm rested. Now, yes, I do have like breaks like the weekends and Thanksgiving break, all those. I still, I get those as rests, but I'm not counting those. I'm assuming every single day is a school day. So two-fifths are rest days, which is better than now because right now I have zero rest days. So 0%. So I'm, I've gone up to like 40%. So that's that's good. It's a big jump. It's not as good as I want it to be, but I'm pretty sure this is the most optimal schedule for me right now. And it's definitely going to change once I, in 70 days, it's going to change. And actually episode 150, once episode 150 goes live, that's my last day of school. Like that's the last day of my finals. So if you guys look out right now is episode 89 or no 88, I believe this episode is 88. And so if you guys stick with me in 69 days, wait, is that even right? Oh no. Yeah. It's because this episode won't post until the 20th, but I'm recording it on the 13th. So that makes sense. But if you guys stick with me and you listen to episode 150, that's going to be my last like the day that episode 150 posts will be the day that I'm done with school. Now, granted, that episode will not be recorded on that day. It'll probably be recorded like at least a week beforehand. So I'll still be in school at least a week before. So it probably won't be like episode 160 until I'm like out of school completely and recorded that episode. But that's that doesn't matter. Just... Know that my goals are, or my actions are shifting. And so I mapped out and an, I mapped out a script or what is it? A schedule before, yet I didn't take action on it. I didn't implement it. Why? Because I didn't know how to start it. And I, I kind of set a generic time to start it for the future. But that it's going to be different for this one because this one I actually wrote down 
on my original pay page piece of paper that I like wrote figured out my optimal schedule. I wrote down that I sc- I start this day tomorrow. So I believe tomorrow I will have two I'll be recording two episodes tomorrow and Sunday. I'll I'll do two double episodes tomorrow and Sunday, which I have no idea what to even say on tomorrow or Sunday because I don't have enough notes for two double episodes. So I'm going to have to crank out a lot of notes tomorrow morning and figure just figure it out. But I'll figure it out. It'll, it won't be bad. Maybe I'll do a Funnel Hacking Live notes. I don't know. That would be pretty late for that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm headed. Every episode is going to be better than the last. I'm going to script out my episodes. I sh- I change my my day, my weekly schedule. And my new goal is focus 27. Now let me let me tell you one thing. I am relying I'm using the gateway tapes and there's like eight waves and I'm only on wave 2 and I've only own I only own wave 1 and wave 2. So I basically and each one costs like $150. So I basically have to buy wave three, four, five, six, seven, and I assume focus 27 is on wave eight. So I have to buy six more waves. So that's like probably like 800, 700 to $800 that I have to come up with over the course of my spiritual journey, which granted I probably won't like get to focus 27 for at least a few weeks or months like probably really like i know this is probably gonna it's probably stupid to say or dumb or bad to say because it's holding me back because it's my perception of reality but from my standpoint i believe that it may take a few months to achieve focus 27 because honestly maybe even a year because I am not experienced at all with meditation and someone who was experienced with meditation achieved focus 21 in eight months. That's how long it took him to get focus 21. Now I'm not experienced and he said that it took him one month to get to focus 15 and it's taken me one month to get focus 12. So it, it'll probably take me at least a year to get to Focus 27. So I won't need to come up with $700 right away. So I will definitely have, the money won't be an issue. Because I just have to focus on one step at a time. And I just caught myself, do not plan for the future. And I want to talk about another thing. One thing that I was very, I, I was very passionate, not passionate, but extremely focused on when I read Transurfing the second time and it's waking up, always being awake. And basically the best explanation or description of it is you have two places that you place your attention on outer and inner. So right now you're placing your attention on the outer. And if you're not awake, if you're fully immersed in this podcast or anything going on outside of you, then you're asleep. Or if your attention is fully placed in your own thoughts, like you're deep in thought, then you're asleep as well. And the way to wake up is you basically place your attention in between the two. So you're kind of in between outer and inner. So you're aware your attention is focused on both outer and inner. And I tell you this because... Lately, I've actually been like being extremely focused on outer and inner, or focused on being awake because I'm reading Tufti the Priestess, which is another transurfing book. And in it, he's actually giving a lot more like practical things to do. And he's actually telling you exactly what to do. And he, he gave that description of outer and inner focus and attention and if you don't control your attention, you don't con- like your soul is not your own. Like someone else owns your soul. 
so that really stuck with me and I realized that I need to be putting so much more effort into waking up. So that's what I've been doing lately. And it's gotten to the point where literally when I'm biking home, I literally just wake up and I can't really hold my my attention for a very long time. I probably hold it for maybe 10 seconds and then I fall asleep. And then literally like 10 seconds later, I wake up. Like I, I have developed this habit to constantly catch myself and wake myself back up. And so it's funny because on my bike rides, if you just listen to my inner monologue, I'm like, I'm like asleep for a few moments and then I'm awake and I'm like, oh dude, just wake up. And then I'm like asleep and then I'm like, wake up. Like I just keep on going back and forth. And then in my meditation just before this, for some reason, yesterday's meditation as well as today's meditation, I was really tired. I don't know why, because I wasn't tired during the day. My prediction is I, I just like worked all day yesterday and today at school. So that may be a thing, but I was really tired. Like my, I didn't have much control over my attention because I kept on like losing focus and falling, like, like losing focus, started thinking about random things and then like basically falling asleep and then waking up again. And during my meditation, during those times when you have like a, a lot of willpower and you have this habit developed of waking up, always bringing yourself back awake and you have willpower as well. And you're in a meditation when you're tired. Those are like crazy because you're like asleep. So there's like things that you can't control. Like you can't prevent yourself from falling asleep when you're tired, especially when you're laying down in a comfortable position, motionless with your eyes closed. So you can't really prevent yourself from falling back asleep, but if you have the habit of always waking yourself back up, you like literally just wake yourself up. And so during my meditation, I was like literally just like falling asleep, but I was like having this inner monologue. So I was deep in thought. I was thinking about random things. And then I woke myself up. I was like, wake up. And I was like, stay awake. And I was trying to do the purpose, but I couldn't for, I couldn't remember what my purpose was. Like I, what my purpose was to get to focus 12 and experience it. And if that, if, and then I was going to visualize my goal, but then I like, and I was going to also say this one affirmation that, which is I am okay, which is the affirmation to get into the green color, the green state of focus 12. And so I was, that was my purpose. But when I was like asleep, I couldn't think of what to do. So I ended up just trying to like hold my attention, control my attention for quite some time, which was inevitably unsuccessful. But I was kind of just like, I didn't really achieve much in this meditation today, which is fine because I feel even though I didn't, even though I don't achieve much if I don't achieve much during a certain day I still feel it's 100% worth it let me explain because when you are in that meditation you're like even in just laying in that meditation you're still getting benefit especially if you're using the hemisync because the hemisync I see it I don't know if this is actually true but the way I see it is hemisync basically like rewires your brain and then it does it over time so the more hemisync you get even if you're not like extremely like even if you're not having a high quality meditation session if you are just like this low quality like today's was even if you're just like meditating and you're not extremely focused just hearing that hemisync noise like rewires your brain so it's like passively getting yourself better and better which is why I think that it's extremely beneficial to just keep practicing and being consistent. Like, which is why I very rarely, or no, I never, I always do three, at least three meditations every single day. Unless of course I'm, I have a very valid reason, like I'm out of town or something. But during my normal day, the day experience at home, I always get three meditations. Even on days when I knew I was really tired and I wasn't going to get anything out of the meditation, I was just going to sleep through it. 
Like I remember there's a period of time, like a week of me just sleeping through my meditation once I got home from Phone Lacking Live. But those were still beneficial because I was hearing that hemi-sync and it rewires your brain. And so that I'm really looking forward to it because the spiritual journey is like nowadays is way sped up. Like literally 50 years ago, if I wanted to go through a spiritual journey, I would have to sit in a meditation for years. I would have to meditate consistently for years. Like there was this one woman I read her post about the gateway experience, her experience using the gateway experience. And some context is she has been a Buddhist all her life and she's been meditating consistently for like 15 years, very consistently. So she was doing the normal, the normal, like, what is it called? The normal spiritual journey without hemisync. And she said that the closest she got to or the highest focus level she got before hemisync was focus like close to focus 12. And that was in a extremely unique environment where she was going through, the, she was at a Buddhist temple being guided by a Buddhist monk in a group meditation session. So she could not replicate that. And that was only once. So this like, and I've, she spent like 15 years and that's what she got. And I've spent one month and I'm able to get focus 12. Probably not as deep as her focus 12 was, but like in another month, I'll be even deeper at focus 12. Like the, there's no excuse not to go through this spiritual journey because now is easier and way quicker than ever. Because that's another thing on the normal spiritual journey, you have to hold your concentration extremely hard and you, and it's hard to maintain these higher focus levels. But with hemisync, your brain, the like noise plays for your brain where you can maintain it really way easier. So I'm really excited for that. That's a, that's another goal that I have when, by the time I get to my goal in Hawaii and live there, I will have mastered like all of the focus levels available using the gateway experience, which I believe is all the way through 27. And I'll have, I'll be able to go do them all without the, without the tapes. So that's my goal. I'll be able to meditate without the headphones, which plays along with my goal because when I run my slide, I do this routine. I do a day, daily routine where I wake up and then I go take a, I, sometimes it's different. Sometimes I work out, but a lot of times I go to take an ice bath because I'll have an ice bath in my house. And then it's like a hot tub, but ice bath instead. So I'll take an ice bath and then I will, for 15 minutes, and then I'll go straight out. I won't dry myself off. I'll just go straight out onto my beach and lay down in the sand on my back in the sun and close my eyes and meditate. And part of my slide, like that's what I do. I basically close my eyes and meditate. And I don't know how to actually visualize this, but I basically like tell myself that I'll, I'm able to achieve all of the focus levels possible. And 27 is i'm pretty sure 27 is the highest focus level they offer in the gateway experience but at that point i'll be so far along my journey where i'll be able to achieve higher focus levels without the help of the tapes because going back to the seven resonant colors booklet i skipped to the like the very end and there was a elevator it literally said the chapter was called the elevator and it's basically where you can visualize yourself in an elevator, like get to focus 10 or 12 and visualize yourself in an elevator and click a button and the level of a button that you click, the number that you click represents the focus level. So you are in an elevator with a buttons of like one through 49. So if you click 49, you're at focus level 49. And there's a little bit more to the visualization, but that's basically the gist. You have to like take a key out of your pocket and turn it 
but I didn't really read it very in depth, but that's like, once I get to 27 or even before I'll be able to achieve higher levels of focus on my own, especially once I get into that school that you have to get focus 27 to be admitted into. But that's it. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.